Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Maybe now the United States has figured out that Iran is at war with them. And maybe you're going to have to punch these people directly in the face. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. I don't want it. But this is what Joe Biden brought us. Oh, what? No, that's not absolutely accurate. So I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure it's absolutely uh, accurate. You've got Iranian militant groups that have carried out drone attacks on American bases, attacking U.S. soldiers. 56 soldiers have been injured in Syria uh, and Iraq. Now, and you're like, well, why in the world are are American troops there? Woe up on the subject, just for a moment. If we're arguing, why do we have troops here, there, and everywhere? That's a fine question to ask. Do we need people here? Do we need people there? What do we give up if we have someone here? What? All fine questions. If we're saying that Iran could just attack American soldiers, and it's our fault for being there, that is akin to saying, well, the problem is, is that your skirt is too short. And that's a really weird thing to say. I don't know when we lost the idea of Pax Americana. I am an American citizen. Like Pax Romanus, I am a Roman. Don't you even think about bothering me. Well, you're bothering us. That's a policy question. That's a worthwhile conversation. Doesn't mean you get to attack when you're Iran, a sponsor of terrorism, a despicable regime that has ruined a nation. Because Islamofascism will ruin everything, like communism, ruin everything it touches. Doesn't mean you get to attack. It's not what it means. And it certainly, if you even thought it meant that, shouldn't mean that the United States doesn't respond. And yesterday, John Kirby was talking in a way like he was absolutely afraid of a response. Scared of of reaction. Which I still think is far too much... The case, the U.S. conducting its third round of airstrikes against these targets in eastern Syria. The airstrikes were retaliation, of course, for these ongoing attacks on U.S. troops in Iraq and Syria. U.S. forces were attacked four times, all in Syria, uh, on Sunday, or actually on Monday. So that's where we are. That's what we're looking at. And now the question is exactly how bad will this get? How intense is this? Is this a war now with Iran? 
Well, if you didn't understand that uh, Hamas is supported by Iran and Hamas took Americans hostages, Americans hostage. So, yeah, it is what it is. It's not deniable. Hamas is a proxy of Iran. Hamas is a terrorist organization. Hamas took Americans uh, hostage. Well, what else could it possibly be? What else could it all possibly be? And for the people angry that I'm sounding like a warmonger, remember this. It's Joe Biden's fault. Because Joe Biden's weakness got us here. You can argue that Iran is this group and Hamas is this terrorist organization and it has always been the enemy and I'll agree with you and it will prove my point that we are indeed in conflict, if not war, with Iran. Nope, they took Americans prisoner. We're at war. I don't know why we're, we think otherwise. But weakness invites the threat. This is why you need to put the money into the military. This is why you need a better commander-in-chief. And the Democrats know that Joe can't do it. They are now so open about it, so brazen about it. Should be an interesting couple of months for the Democratic Party. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. any proof of life on hostages, especially the Americans, in the negotiations that have been going on? Has there been anything that could reassure the negotiators, the president and you, that hostages remain alive and potentially could be rescued? So we have been very transparent about the fact that we have limited visibility into both the whereabouts of the hostages within Gaza and their condition. And and I said as recently as yesterday that we have nine missing Americans, one missing green card holder, and I cannot look in the eye and tell you how many of those hostages are still alive. That is an issue. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. If you listen to the Gaza Health Ministries, they will tell you that over 11,000, 11,000 Palestinians are dead. I don't buy the number at all because there's no trusting the Gaza Health Ministry. That is not to say that there aren't people in Gaza who are dead. Without question, people have lost their lives. And innocent people have lost their lives. I concede on both of those points. The madness of the uh, ceasefire crowd is indeed, I don't care how much 
I get yelled at by people like Cornell West. You can yell and scream from now until the end of time. We loathe and we hate a vicious siege against Gaza. And the least we can do at this moment of overwhelming barbarity is have a ceasefire. And yet you got these cowards in Washington, D.C. talking about a humanitarian pause. Please get off the crack pipe. Wake up. See the humanity of precious Palestinian brothers and sisters. If Cornel West cared about the humanity of precious Palestinian brothers and sisters, his words, he would want to get rid of Hamas as well. It's going to be ugly. It is ugly. Next. You want to talk about people who don't live in a real world, these, these fantasy-driven fools. But I'm going to be told by Cornell West, about, um, or people are going to say about him, what an intellectual. You don't understand that life is better without Hamas, and to get Hamas out, bad things have to happen? They hide behind children, they hide behind women, they hide in hospitals, they hide underneath hospitals? When Israel is still is right now putting in these four-hour pauses so aid can get uh, to, to the people. Sounds like a real genocidal kind of government, uh, four-hour pauses, which I disagree with, but I'm not Israel. When Israel tries to get fuel to hospitals and Hamas won't allow it to go through, as has been in the reporting, who are the barbarians? The barbarians are Hamas. The barbarians are the people who have engaged uh, this prison uh, for, for the people of Gaza. That is Hamas. That is Iran. What is it like to not see the precious humanity or the humanity of precious human lives as Cornel West cannot see it? What is it like to be so hell-bent on one nation and one people's destruction that you actually can't recognize them as human? Life for the people of Gaza gets better when Hamas is gone. And there are reports and there are stories of people in Gaza helping Israeli soldiers. Which I'm surprised didn't happen earlier. Pointing out where Hamas is, pointing out where tunnels are. Now, there is a conversation about what you can trust and who you can trust, etc., but I leave that to the people on the ground. 11,180, that is the claim from the Gaza Ministry of Health. They claim 4,600 are children, 3,100 are women. I do not at all believe the numbers. The numbers do not distinguish between civilians and Hamas members. I don't believe the numbers at all, because why would I? Why would anybody trust these people? You literally have to be Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib hateful to, to, to buy into them. Speaking of things that you should not buy into, Vice President Kamala Harris wants you to know that people have the right to protest. People have a right to protest. We are a democracy, and we should value 
the voices and listen to the voices. What I hope is that we can engage in conversation and discourse in a way that understands this is not binary, not to mention what it means in our own country in terms of long-standing issues with anti-Semitism, which has been on the rise and even before this happened, um, Islamophobia and, and other forms of hate against people just simply based on who they are or how they pray. A couple things within this. Being a nation that allows free speech is different than whether or not you stay silent when somebody is calling for genocide. These are two different things. Even here in Indianapolis, I have never said that these Jew-hating bigots can't protest. I just think it's disgusting that Joe Hogsett and the city county council have nothing to say. Everything to say about the NRA, nothing to say about the call to genocide in Indianapolis. But hey... Indy, this is the city you want. No, this is it, man. This is what you voted for. Hey, you won. This is this is what you wanted. This is what you get. This is what you've told America. 27 statements about the NRA. Not one statement about calls for genocide. But that's okay because civic leaders haven't said anything either. I mean... I mean, outside Mickey Maurer in the pages of the IBJ, you know, Maurer School of Law, speaking very clearly about Andre Carson. Very, very well done uh, op-ed uh, last week in the IBJ. You have, you have no, no uh, speaking out from, from the so-called civic leaders, which now, I mean, I've been saying this for a while. This is done. It's time for new leadership. It's time for a new message. It's time for a new group. This this good old boys club, and they were never actually good old boys, uh, but they are now uh, old boys who are unwilling to speak out. It's It's so awful. You wonder why the college presidents aren't doing it? Well, where the hell are the civic leaders? You know, the people who get the good parking spots and they get all the accolades. Oh, they're going to win this award. They're going to win that award. Oh, so wonderful. You can't speak out against a call to genocide in your backyard? That's, uh, that's not impressive. Not impressive at all. Lately, not much is impressive. When it comes to the leadership of Indianapolis, the people, business guys trying to trying to make it, they, they still impress. They still knock me over. But man, what, how gross. There's a difference between free speech and staying silent. Free speech and using your voice. I didn't say these people couldn't engage in protest. Now, the people tearing down U.S. flags, that's vandalism. That's not protest. If you have a flag and you want to do something to it, I can't stop you. If you want to take my flag and do something to it, that's vandalism and theft, and that is something that we should go after. And I don't care if you arrest 5,000 people. Let them languish like you did the January 6th guys. What? I I thought that's the way the government does things now. No? Yeah. Now we've got new rules? Okay. It is gross how these people act and how the left is engaging this and how people are staying silent here in Indianapolis. It is gross.
But if you ask me if I'm going to buy the number 11,180, I do not. I would need that verified. Trusting the Gaza Health Ministry is not part of my plan. As the holidays approach and family is, is gathering, and, you know, very often you'll, you'll find yourself with, with, with grandma or grandpa or an aunt or an uncle and you'll be looking through the family photos. You'll be sitting there, you'll, you'll pull them out, and people are like, oh, really, the family photos? And everyone goes, oh, and then eventually you start looking, you remember things, you see, like, there's a picture uh, of, of the kids, uh, look at how little they were, oh, that was that time over there at Disney, and oh, look, look, there's a picture of Hunter's cocaine. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. The first photos emerge of the cocaine found at the White House, a gram of coke, well, by the way, I don't know what that's worth. Let me let me go to uh, producer Jonathan. He knows these things. How much is a gram of coke worth these days, Jonathan? A lot of money. I- now, a lot of money. That's an official official judgment from uh, producer uh, Jonathan, who 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 knows uh, the, these things. Don't ask. Don't ask. He he reads a lot of spy novels. Uh, they uh, the, the the pictures are there, and it's in this cubby. And you open it up, and boom. There's a little baggie of cocaine. Yet they don't know who did this. You know you're being lied to, right? 500 visitors were considered suspects, give or take. Secret Service had never disclosed whether any were interviewed. And the cocaine was destroyed. Did Hunter volunteer to do that too? Now you say to me, Tony, Hunter Biden has a drug issue. It is rude and it is wrong. To make fun of him. I'm saying two things, not making fun of addiction. Number one, I think it's his cocaine. And number two, I think the Secret Service lied to us, and I'm pretty bothered by it. So take your righteous indignation and shove it. You get to lecture to me about how to be decent? I got coke in the White House and a Secret Service that's willing to cover it up. Nah. I don't think I'm going to listen to the righteous indignation. I think I'm going to tell you to kiss off. And because you treat the American people like this, you shouldn't be surprised if a little bit of of, uh, enjoyment anger comes back your way. Because, oh yeah, it's, it's funny, right? There's a picture of Hunter's cocaine. But it's not funny that Hunter brought cocaine to the White House. Yes, I believe it is Hunter's, thus I'm saying so. Nope, I don't have the proof of it. I would if there had been an investigation, but the Secret Service decided F the American people. So, you know, I'm only a guy with a theory. Just a lone crackpot theory that the guy who is a drug addict, it was there living in the White House the exact same time this cocaine was found. But, you know, what can I say? I'm just somebody who's living a pipe dream. No, wait, that would still be Hunter, wouldn't it? Pipe dream. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, conspiracy theorist. Whatever you say. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning.
The elections are behind us, and I wish this piece had been out before the elections. I would have discussed it then, but it's here now from the Daily Signal. Setting the record straight, examining seven accusations of harassment against moms for liberty. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. Allow me to say it again. Moms for Liberty is not a terrorist organization. Moms for Liberty are not a group of Nazis. And the people who said so deserve to lose their elections, Miles Nelson. And the people who say so don't want you as a parent having a say in your kid's education. Those people need to be fought. You get a say in your kid's education. The argument here should not be one of perfection. Nor... Should it be keeping Moms for Liberty or any other group in some kind of glass cage where others are allowed to exist underground with no sunlight? When I hear Randy Weingarten complaining, as only Randy Weingarten does, who is uh, the head of the teachers' union, Oh, the people who don't like me. Oh, they lie about me. I was always trying to get schools opened. And then, of course, it's because I'm a lesbian and Jewish. And so what I learned was Bill Smear, because they're trying to divide and create mistrust and distrust. And we just have to be happy warriors about doing the right things for kids. Does it bother me sometimes? Of course it bothers me. But at the end of the day, I have amazing members. And what's happened is we can't, if I let them bully me, what about every educator? What about every worker? What about every vulnerable student? And the other thing I've come to learn is if you're a member of a minority group, look, there's lots of anti-Semitism. I happen to be a very, you know, I happen to be married to a rabbi. And I happen to really believe in my faith. And there's a lot of homophobia. And I happen to be the first out lesbian as a labor leader in the country ever. And so this kind of attack of identity, that's all rolled into it too. Nobody hates you because you're Jewish. They hate you because you're a jerk. That's a very important lesson for Andy Weingarten to learn. You're a nasty person. You did work to keep schools closed. You did work against kids. You work against parents, and you believe the parents shouldn't have a say. You think it's anti-Semitism? Anybody who says that to you, tell them your Jewish friend Tony says, God, cock him off him, young. Now, you don't know what I said, but trust me, it's not very nice. Not nice at all. You think people have a problem with you because you're Jewish. Holy heck. Now, now the joke would usually be, I'm the one who has a problem because it's embarrassing for me. But I don't, I don't, I don't play that. I always think that's kind of, kind of weird. Uh, I, I, you know, uh, people can share uh, religions. They can share all sorts of things. People are embarrassing based on their own merits or lack thereof. And Randy Weingarten is one of those people. But to claim anti-Semitism is despicable. You can't talk about me because, well, well, you know what that means. No, it doesn't. You're just an awful person. And you can tell anybody, no, 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 Uh, my Jewish friend Tony says it's okay. And they'll go, you have a Jewish friend named Tony? And you'll be like, it's a long story. So Moms for Liberty 
has accusations uh, against um, the founders. Uh, They've got accusations against members. And this piece over at Daily Signal, that's where where Tony Kinnett works. Uh, You hear him Monday through Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. right here on WIBC that he follows Hammer and Nigel. it, it, It breaks it down bit by bit and piece by piece. And, and and I'm thrilled to see it because it is important to push back against what becomes this, well, oh, the, the, everyone knows that this group is bad. No one knows this group is bad. That you have a series of people in media say something doesn't make anything factual. It's not wrong to question your school board. It's not wrong to run for school board. It's not wrong to ask questions. It's not wrong to demand better. And can we please, for the people who are screaming book burning, you don't know what you're talking about. Book burning, book I should say book banning. More people say book banning than book burning. If there is a book that depicts sex acts between two men in an elementary school library and parents are like, that shouldn't be in the library. That is not book banning. You're wrong. I don't care if you're John Green, the author. I don't care if you're the Fisher's Library Board. Doesn't matter to me if you're Jennifer McCormick running for governor as a Democrat. You're wrong. That's not book banning. If you can then hold an event and show off those books and say, look at these books that they banned. That's not book banning. And it's embarrassing that people are so ignorant as to say such a thing. There is something legit to be said about whether or not a book is appropriate for children. That is a standard. The problem is the unions and others have lost their way when it comes to standards. And it is up to parents to stand up and say no. It's a rational course. Now, if you argue, hey, sometimes parents go too far, sometimes this group goes too far, well, I can argue that about everybody. Yes, sometimes a group may go too far. I don't think John Green's books, uh, you know, uh, um, paper, is it, you see Paper Towns, Turtles All the Way Down? Um, I, I, think, I think I've got it right. I don't think his books should have been taken out of a young adult section. I, I, I just, I don't believe that to be the case. I'm not, I don't have an expertise in his books, but I don't think that's the way it should have gone. And I think that was a level of, of overreach. That might happen. And I think it's okay to say, whoa, really this? Just like it was okay for them to say, whoa, that? And that's how it works. This idea that only one group of people of one ideology get to set the standard? Absolutely not. But that is desperately what they want. And so they go about disparaging. Just like Miles Nelson tried to do for an entire uh, electoral campaign running for mayor of Carmel. And I'm glad he lost. He deserved to lose because of it. Moms for Liberty is not the problem. I don't get paid by them. I don't, I, I, I've done one event with them, quasi with them, because they were part of a of uh, something I did in Fort Wayne. Full disclosure, I, I never lie. But they don't seem to be the problem. The people lying about them, they seem to be a real problem. The article will be at TonyCats.com. 